<laughs> HT Wild Season 3 September Go Dave Hello You are listening to High Tea with Old Waver HT Wow The drunkest music and beer podcast on the internets Your favorite podcast since 2017 I don't know Anyway, uh, before we get to lots of tunes, lots of stories, and a special guest appearance in this month's episode, want to make sure that you are as plugged into HDWOW as you possibly can be. And so you need to uh, go to oldwaver.com, and that is where you can find all of the previous episodes. You can find links to email us, links to our Twitter, and you can also find the link to our patron page, which is uh, how you access the After Dark podcast. And you can also uh, get cool merch for supporting this podcast. And uh, we're very excited because uh, we're going to uh, use the money that you give us, your hard-earned cash, your hard-earned dollars, to buy equipment. Right, Toby? Yes. We're going to buy stuff that will allow us to bring HTWOW to you. I mean, I don't know how it's even technically possible to do a podcast Dude, I am from a so bar. Smart. How can you even do this, Toby? I can't. I can't believe myself. But we are going to do it, and we're going to be able to do it thanks to you, the loyal HTWOW listener, who gives us your hard-earned dollars by being patrons. It's a symbiotic relationship. You give us money, we give you content. See? See how it works? <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think I have to explain it further. That's very self-explanatory. It is it. So thank you. HTWOW is next. Is that it? <laughs> I think I like to have it outside of coups. Is that okay? That's fine. It makes me feel like I'm having a Perrier. It like, is like a Perrier Like, look at that. Can. Um... Man. You know, Perrier's from France. <laughs> France. France. Summertime love, be my summertime lover. Yeah, yeah, you know I'll hold you tight. Yeah, yeah, I got you by my side. Yeah, yeah, you know I'll do it right. Summertime love, be my summertime lover. Hey girl, I just saw the post you did online. I bet that picture's gonna get over a million likes. Hey girl, I hope you get this DM in time I put emojis everywhere so it's easy to find Give me one chance, I'll treat you like a princess Show you my heart and I'll tell you all my secrets One chance, I'll make everything perfect Give you the world and you know you won't regret it You know I'll hold you tight I got you by my side Summertime love, you're my summertime lover Tell me that you're crushing just as hard as I And that I'll get a follow back before I sleep tonight Tell me that you're on your phone creeping me now Deep like in my pics all the way back to 2009 You can start Hello and welcome This is HTWOW September 2019. 
also known as episode 27. We are live from College Station. Well, we're not live when you're listening to this, but we're live right now. I'm live. What do you Thank think you. of this jam, Dave? It's, it's, it's my earworm. I sing it to myself all the time. I have a story about it. Thank you for finding HTWOW, also known as High Tea with Old Waver. Uh, my name is Dave. I am at Old Waver on Twitter. And with me, as always, is Toby. He's at Toby Pipes on Twitter. And this is the drunkest podcast on the internets. It's about music and beer. It's a song swap and a beer swap. We bring three songs a piece, and we each bring a beer. But it's kind of a little bit different. One, because we have a beer sponsor now. Thank you to Good Friend Package. So Good Friend Package and uh, Matt Tobin sources our beer and chooses our beer. And we'll get to the beer in just a moment. And uh, we also have a guest this time. Who is it? Well, because uh, instead of each of us picking three songs, we're going to each pick two songs. I think when we had Tatch on, we didn't let him pick songs, right? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> this guest is actually going to be invited to select songs. And uh, if you are a, uh, a P1 of this podcast, you've heard his name many times. It's Craig. Hello, Craig. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. He is uh, fresh from the International Fastener Convention in Las Vegas. Yep, still wearing my badge. And uh, <laughs> he is here to uh, drink beer with us and uh, play music and uh, hang out and have good times. So uh, please, HTWOW listeners, treat Craig kindly. Yeah, be, be patient. Thanks, guys, for having me. I'm so glad to be here. We never get to have guests, and uh, we talk about Craig a lot. Now, Craig... Um, one thing uh, that you should know about Craig is that Craig doesn't like beer. Craig is a, uh, a vodka soda man, but in order to participate in the podcast, he is required to drink the beer. And we are beginning today with the first selection from Good Friend Package, which, by the way, can be found at uh, 1155 PV over in uh, East Dallas, Casa Linda. So please go and... Uh, I'm so proud of my crowd noise, can you tell? Go by there and uh, get you some beer, get you a sandwich, and uh, say hi to Josh and uh, Matt Forrest. What does, it look, what does it look like? It's, it's a stout. It's a very, very dark, mud-looking beer. It is called Dark Truth. It's an Imperial Stout, and it's by Boulevard Brewery out of Kansas City, Missouri. Can I see it? Yeah. I like to see. It's got kind of like a, uh, a cult, like voodoo-looking eyeball Boy, on the it, uh, it label. Looks, it looks how it tastes. It is a... Uh, was that your first sip? That was my first sip. Yeah. That's a stout, all right. Oh, boy. Hoo-wee! How are you liking it, Craig? Yeah, I like it. It's the darkest vodka I've ever had, but it's <laughs> delicious. It's a 9.6 percenter. Mm. 
So uh, Craig does listen to the pod, so he kind of knows the drill. He's not caught up. He really needs to get on it. And I think if you've heard one, you've you get it. It's true. Um, but uh, per usual, we start with a strong one, so nine point six, and then we will uh, switch to an easier drinking beer uh, halfway through. Um, before we get to the tunes, I do want to uh, cover a couple bases with you guys. Um, first off, want to encourage all of you, if you have not already, to become a patron. And there's really one big reason that you want to become a patron for the After Dark. If you go to oldwaver.com and you click on the premium link, you can uh, get to the patron page and you can sign up. Uh, I mean, we're we're crushing it. We're almost to 40 patrons. Yes, that's still man. That is 39 more than I thought we would ever have. And so that's uh, pretty good. And if you uh, listen to the After Dark, you uh, you might hear something like this. The first track off of the new Ride record is similar to the song that we just heard. Um, and it's called uh, R-I-D-E. This is like... What does that spell? It, it spells ride. Oh. Uh, but this is like... Uh, I see what they do. This is like the uh, uh, walkout music. Like when you're, uh, you're playing this, when you're walking out to your instruments. Yeah, I right? get it. Da I get it. I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in bands. I'm sorry. Man. Man. Doesn't that make you want to be a patron, Craig? Um, <laughs> so super funny. And the other thing that I wanted to cover with you guys before we uh, get into the wonderful content that we have today. Um, I said in the, the last pod that uh, I wanted our listeners to try and help us out on iTunes by padding our reviews, by uh, giving us glowing five-star reviews so we will show up in the... Uh, Apple podcast algorithm mm -hmm. and uh, we had uh, three good strong listeners leave glowing reviews I and saw I, that 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 was very nice yes and I, I want to uh, I want to just share them with you because they're wonderful oh you're going to uh, hold on should I give you a little chime before sure. you start yes well you tell me when you're ready and I will uh, I will have it ready for you here is review number one. Review number one from iTunes. This is from Romero242. Romero says, so good. I've been a fan of Davies since the Tickets Rant Show and really like Toby too. It's like listening to my favorite songs and learning some new music along the way. Plus, I love when they sing along. Hilarious. Five stars. Wow. Thank you, Romero. Uh, the next one is from Trader86. He says, Love this podcast. They introduced me to a new genre of music called shoegaze, and I cannot get enough of it. Uh, I only give them five stars because I wish they would play more shoegaze. Five stars. Five Thank stars. You. Thank you, bro. Is there more than five stars? No. Five oh, stars was, is the max. He, he was, was just joking. He was just, you know, Golly. just kind of, uh, Having some fun. I get it. And uh, lastly, Trey, Trey B33. Blinga, 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 blinga. He says, great podcast, front to cover. Front to cover. 
He actually wrote uh, a little bit more, so I had to expand it. Hold on. Uh, I love Toby's book reports. Yes. They introduced me to and helped me understand the history of songs, albums, producers from different genres of substantive, interesting post-punk music. I love Dave's music selections from newer bands as well, and the occasional guilty pleasure. They sample two new craft beers every week, or every month, and it's funny to hear them get progressively drunker as the show goes on. <laughs> the highlight of the first three seasons was when Dave told the story about accidentally letting a toot rip in an old woman's face on the channel from France to England. Keep it up, boys. You're doing great. Five stars. <laughs> wow. So uh, I really, you know, I said that we would reward people or we would, you know, we would have a, uh, like a drawing give give merch to uh people that gave us uh reviews but honestly i don't know how to track these people down i don't know how to uh how to email them so i tell you what if you can prove that you uh <laughs> left one of these reviews if you are romero 242 trader 86 or trey b 33 uh, just email us at htwellpod at gmail.com and I will hook you up, all three of you. So, yes. no imposters. I mean, let's 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 uh, let's think, keep it let's keep it on the up and up, guys. I think we'll be all right. I think we will too. All right, that's enough of uh, the bullshit to begin the podcast. So let's let's start having some fun, shall we? Well, do you want me to talk about what happened at the start there? Yeah, so tell your uh, your background on the uh, the fake boy band from the AT&T commercial. You recognize that, don't you, Greg? I do. All right, so you know that, that when we're here, when that commercial comes on, it's I get lit. That's like my favorite song of the year. Uh, so I had to look it up, and I found out that I wasn't alone. Really? That people, people are freaking it. out about it? There is a huge uh, online thing that they found the guy that wrote it. His name is Nathan Walters. Okay. <laughs> Pretty sure that's it. And he's from, he's a songwriter guy, Nashville, LA guy. You know, one of those guys. That well, kinda, yeah, like a professional songwriter guy. Exactly. Does this stuff. And they started a petition <laughs> to make him finish the song. Like, it was just a blip. You know, you get the thing and the, he probably right. got so, some yeah, deal so and they, submitted his song and they picked it. And I think even on his Instagram, there's these pictures of people trying to get him to finish it that show him going before the commercial even plays. Hey, this little dumb song I made is coming on the air. Uh, tell me if you see it. And he didn't realize it would be the biggest AT&T thing. Because it's kind of cool when the boy band comes out. They, uh, they don't do it. They just stand there. Right? right, because it's it's uh, you know the the gag is that boy bands without dancing are just aren't as good. Yeah, so they're supposed to be called the okay boy band, not the great. You know, they're just okay. Yeah, they're just okay. So I think that now they've uh, kept the name, <laughs> even though I don't think anyone in that commercial obviously. I don't think that they really sing or anything. They're no, just they're just models. Good-looking dudes. They're, yeah, they're just hot dudes. But you know how easy that is I, I, to my do. Favorite, my favorite dude is the kind of vaguely Hispanic one who's <laughs> crouching down on the, the left-hand side holding the other guy's yeah, leg. <laughs> it's a good move. But uh, so I, I found all the lyrics online. They just captured all the lyrics from what's in the commercial. Yeah, because it's just a loop. It's like a 10-second loop. Yeah, so... Um, they made the guy finish the song and they want the band to actually perform it like which is easy like 
you can tune every like they, yeah. those guys don't need to know how to sing sure right but they want to see a video eventually of the guys in the commercial doing well, if, it. If AT&T is smart, they'll get all over this and they'll do it. Yeah, well, the guy finished the song and it dropped yesterday. Really? So we just debuted it on yeah. HTWOW. Josh, oh, goodness. Yeah. Josh Hoover, uh, the drummer, you know, drummer extraordinaire mm-hmm. uh, from Taylor Young and Calhoun and uh, now with Golay and all kinds of people. He knows that I'm a little obsessed with the tune. So he hit me up at about 12.30 last night, maybe one in the morning with, I found it, bro. Here it is. I jammed it like four times in a row. So was it originally uh, posted to Instagram, the full version, or where is it on YouTube? Somebody posted on YouTube. Like, here it is. Not the singer guy? Not the composer dude? No, I think, well, no, he didn't deliver it on, I don't know if he's got like a YouTube page or something, but now people have found it and it's being posted constantly. Like with just different pictures of the band doing the squat thing. <laughs> so uh, I love it. Uh, good for Nathan Walters. His uh, mailbox is full. He will. Uh, his. So what? What's the? So I can write it down and make sure that I I uh, capture it properly. Mm-hmm. What What is the uh, the band name? The OK Boys or what? What are they called? Well, no, uh, I think it still might be under Nathan Walters, but I think it's called the OK Boy Band. And I think the song is Summertime Love. Summertime Not love. Not Summer Love. But it could also be Summer Love. Summer. Yeah. Summertime, all one word. Summertime love with my summertime, summertime lover. lover. I treat you like a princess. Give you my heart. I tell you all my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, right? You're gonna get a million likes. <laughs> Oh, thank you for finding that. Thank you for yeah. Well, we'll play bringing it again. Us, bringing us out of the gate with that magic. We'll play it again at the end, and I feel like we'll even be more into it by then. Yeah, so we have lots to get to in this episode. Um, we are here in College Station with Craig because it turned into a, a bro weekend. Uh, it just so happens that... Uh, Craig and I went and saw Morrissey in Austin last night, so we will talk about that experience coming up in a little bit. Uh, we also need to talk about uh, the big Paris trip. So that was uh, that was teased um, last episode, right in August. Yeah, it's funny when because uh, we recorded right before I left. Right? I know, it, and it seems like forever ago, even though it took me forever to put the last one out. Yeah, but I was okay. wondering if we have already talked about the Paris trip, but we haven't. No, we haven't. So yes, we there's uh, many aspects of the Paris trip that we need to talk about. We need to talk about just the 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 overall impressions uh, of the city and kind of uh, you know. The fun of four dudes uh, having a, a gay guy's trip to Paris. I know. I can't wait. Uh, you know, we, you, you don't let me ask any questions until we start this thing. And uh, right. I, I have many. Yes. And then uh, we also need to talk about uh, seeing The Cure because that was the reason for the trip. We saw Johnny Marr and The Cure at the Rock and Scene Festival. So we'll talk about that. And then later on, we will also talk about uh, the, the nightcap as it were, of the trip when we saw uh, Paris Saint-Germain, PSG, God. play at home. We actually have things to talk about. Usually we're like, yeah. well, something will come up. So uh, this will 
maybe eclipse the three-hour mark. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'll cut most of it. Yeah, out. it's okay. Uh, but let's go ahead and get to uh, the jams and get things started. Okay. And so uh, I now get... are you for how are we setting this up? Yeah. Let's so try... so uh, usually we just take turns. Me, then you, then me, then you, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but uh, we're gonna sandwich Craig in the middle. So Craig! so I'm gonna start, and then Craig will go second. You'll go third, and then we'll repeat. Okay. So um, I am going to begin with a brand new song by the band Foles, which we all know, right? We all love. Love yeah. Foles. And um, you play new stuff. I play new stuff. Yes, I like to play new stuff. And uh, let's see, Foles. We played um, a song off of uh, their last album in the uh, the March 2019 pod. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this remember we talked about this back in March. They have the very pretentious double album that is released like 6 months apart. So back in uh, March they released Everything Not Saved Will Be Lost Part 1 and then uh, I guess coming out in October, yeah, uh, 18th of October Everything Not Saved Will Be Lost Part 2 is coming out. Okay. The Foles has a thing with their name. You think they're going to come out and be like this weird Americana um, Mumford and Sons thing. I don't know why I think that from the name Foles. Because it makes you think of of animal husbandry? (laughs) I don't know what that is. Well, Foles are are, are a, uh, what is it, A, a, a baby horse? Is that what a foal is? Oh, okay. I see what you're doing there. I get it. Um, no, that's not what I was thinking. But um, I'm, I'm not into foals as much as you, but um, I remember I liked what you played before. Yes. Yeah, so and a, that's why you do this for me, Dave, because I don't know anything about new things. A foal is a young horse or related animal. Did donkey, you, pony, mule. Did you really just look? <laughs> I did. Just wanted to make sure that I wasn't uh, making stuff up. No, you're right. Foles. And and so Foles, yeah, they are. They started out uh, as a math rock band, but now they're they're just kind of a they're kind of a cock rock band. I mean, they they really bring the muscle, right? I mean, wouldn't wouldn't you say? You know, someone mentioned the other day uh, butt rock. What's different with butt rock and cock rock? I don't know. It's a good question. Like they, it was. Uh, we were in a bar and. Three doors down, right? Mm-hmm. Came on, and they consider that as a butt rock. Maybe, maybe cock rock is good and butt rock is bad. Like butt rock is a bad attempt at cock rock. <laughs> like they they missed the cock and they went into the butt. Man, we really solve all the mysteries. <laughs> yeah, I gotta figure it out now. Thanks, okay. I'm, thanks guys. I'm learning so much. This I know, is, right? This is fantastic. I, know. I like to tell everybody we, learns on this podcast. Yeah. I am the Martha Quinn of um, podcast. Hey, 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 listeners, pens on paper, take notes. <laughs> Foals, a horse. Yes, it's a baby <laughs> pony. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. It, it's a redundant redundancy. Foles is, is, Foles. is a baby pony and then cock rock versus... Yes. Well, are right, they, so, is this going to be dancing? What are we doing? No, it, it is... Uh, it's it's a uh, throw your fist in the air, uh, punch your mom kind of jam. That, that was weird. 
So uh, this is the lead single off of Everything Not Saved Will Be Lost Part 2. The song is entitled The Runner, and it's first up on HT Wow.
There aren't enough good guitar solos these days. Yeah, I forget that they're the they're the rock band. Yeah, they bring it. Um, yo, we're talking about something. The Granada. Why was it so awesome? What what year was this? Oh, what what year was that? It was maybe twenty twelve or ish yeah. something. So like last week. Yeah. So Foles played Granada. It was it was the like their breakout record, the uh, Total Life Forever tour, right? That's right. And uh, Craig went as well. I was there, and Giannis, the the singer, is uh, you know he's extremely animated and and just nuts he's during so a show. Giannis. Well, he also has a bottle of Jack Daniels in his hand as he's playing. Right. Yeah. So. Oh, so they're the like they're the English rock. Uh, they're yeah. the English rock band. Yeah. So he gets really boisterous and loaded during the show. And then towards the end of the show, he starts climbing all over Granada. You know, so, you know, where the soundboard is, you know, there's that big wall Mm -hmm. and then there's the ledge. So he's like climbing up the wall and then walking along the ledge. Like, I was afraid that he was going to fall to his death. But, I mean, that's just what he does. We all thought that he was going to fall to his death. And, of course, I'm older now and scared. Yeah. And so... (laughs) Please, just so he's he's doing the English better. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. A, did he did he fall into a crowd of people no. like on purpose? Like I think he, he may have like stage dove did it at the end. He stage doved. You know, like dove into the crowd. He's, yeah, no, I got you. That's cool. I see their name for some reason in my head does not make me think that they're going to be that way. I feel like that they would have like a violin player. Well, you were saying, Craig, that. They, when they first started, when they were kids, they just played house parties, right? right? They, right. they were just a, a, a local band, right. and then they they got signed, and that first record took off. Total fluke. And then the second record, they really hit it big. That's right. What part of Inga land are they from? Um, I had looked it up um, last time, and I forgot. Well, when I cut it out, all the stuff, it'll make you sound like, well, they're from this. Well, they're from Oxford, England. Yeah. Man, you're so you're so good at it. Like you, um, I ask it, I and know. you're like, boom. I, I'm the the Mark Goodson of podcasting. All right. So if I'm Martha Quinn, and you're Mark, is it Mark Goodson? So are you? He either needs to be JJ. What's his name? Or you're Nina Blackwood. Um, yeah, yeah. Is it Nina Blackwood that was on MTV? Yeah, I'll be a Nina Blackwood. I'm good with name being Nina Blackwood. I don't. It, she was always kind of the, like, if Martha's like the nice one, Nina's like the, you know, she would have been in like a metal video. Yeah. Yeah. She looked good, though. <laughs> Mark Mark Goodman. Goodman. And Not he had the curly son. hair. He looked like he would have been in... Um... Welcome back, Hotter. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say I, think, I, I think... was gonna say Ario Speedwagon, but that works. Craig Craig's more the Alan Hunter. Is yeah. that the is that the blonde dude? Yeah, the yeah. blonde dude with the wonderful flowing hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looked like and he th- could have been in the fix. And just lots, lots, <laughs> yes. and lots of hair. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the uh, understudy for Cy Kiernan in the fix. Yeah, but, you're Alan Hunter. But but he has lots of hair. Yeah, he oh, looks great all right. the time. I think he might have been the very first. Um, Everyone thought it might have been Mark Goodman that was the first DJ or VJ, but I think it might have been Alan was the first one after the uh, Buggles tune. Oh, like the first face that you saw on MTV? On MTV. I think it might have been him. I don't know. 
I, I don't know how we could ever know. It's weird, though. Once again, I'm the girl. But I do. No, it's perfect because you you are often mistaken for a female at restaurants. To everyone else, it's not weird. Mm -hmm. But did you know uh, that Alan Hunter is the host of the '80s on Eight on Sirius XM? I think all of them are on XM now, aren't they? Are they? I don't know. Yeah. When are we going to be on XM? Which one? No kidding. Which one exhibits at the International Fashioner Expo? (laughs) That's the one. That that's me. It's J.J. Jackson. J.J. Jackson. Is the one. He's always at the expos. It doesn't matter which one. He just lives in Vegas. He's just there. And he is always the host of every expo. But, of course, the Fastener one is the big one. Well, he'll have a residency doing his thing, and then he'll go to the expo. So when you go to the... Is that like a part... Do they they just... Like, this is their weekend off, and they go crazy? Oh, yeah. Like, they don't know that you live like this all the time. But right, they 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 uh, are putting their wedding rings in their pocket. That's what I'm saying. Is this like, I mean, you know, they can't like find their pants the next day. Right, we you know? we may have, we may have mentioned this on the on the pod before, but our our friend Craig, uh, we we like to or he likes to describe his line of work as cogs and sprockets, like in the Jetsons. So he sells cogs and sprockets, and he gets to go to conventions. All around the country. Well, it's indescribable. So just to simplify things, yeah. simplify. We 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 all <laughs> it's very say. Joe Namath of have, you. have you ever seen the Jetsons? Yeah, and, and so and you're uh, spacely sprockets. I'm, or I'm sometimes cogs well cogs. Sometimes I'm both. I mean, that's just it's just. God, you are that He's guy. He's wasted already. I, I know I'm, a little bit. Well, y'all had y'all had a lunch in Austin before you even got here. I know. I know okay, what so those let's, lunches are like. Before we get into a Paris story, speaking of Austin, let's talk about <laughs> the experience that we had in Austin last night. So uh, it it was. Um, Magical how this all came together. I had tickets to Morrissey in uh, Dallas, in Grand Prairie, as it were, mm-hmm. on a Wednesday, and uh, I, you know, I asked Craig if he could go, Craig. and Craig was at the International Fastener Festival, and he couldn't go. Oh, you Ooh. didn't go to the Dallas? See, Ooh. I thought you went to both. No, no. he didn't go. I was. Coggin. I went. I went to both. I was Coggin, bro. So. He okay, this makes more sense now. When he realized that he couldn't go to the Dallas show, he bought tickets to the Austin show for himself and our friend Kevin and Kevin's lovely wife Melanie. Okay. But Kevin, when he agreed to go to the show with Craig, didn't realize that he had already bought tickets to Stereo Lab in Austin, which happened to be the same night as Morrissey. So Kevin bypassed Stereo Lab, but Melanie didn't. Yes. So Melanie and one of her friends went to Stereo Lab, and then Craig, in uh, you know his generosity, offered me the third ticket, okay. and so Kevin and Craig and myself went to Morrissey well, and, and Interpol. Don't forget Interpol. I was planning on Interpol. going, but you guys didn't have me a ticket, so. I just had to stay here. Yeah, so we uh, we kind of screwed up because we uh, we spent too much time uh, pre gaming at at uh, Kevin's, and our our Lyft driver had to stop and get gas before he picked us up. So by the time we got there to uh, then he the the show was at Frank Irwin Center, you know, the basketball arena on campus. Really? Yeah. And so by the time we got there and got in the building, 
and got a beer and got to our seats, Interpol was half finished. All right, I gotta, I gotta ask you about this because mm-hmm. you went to the Dallas show with uh, our buddy Tim Locke from Calhoun. Yes, that was a that was a fantastic. It ended up being a a, uh, a huge gathering because it was myself and uh, Marissa, and then Tim and his wife Misty, uh-huh. and then also Cash Saroy and his wife Mary. And, You're kidding me. And then uh, Cash's buddy Troy and one of Troy's buddies. And then when we got there, we ran into Jeff K. And, of course. And we ran into uh, yeah, Mark Sheckman. I um, was he an MTV BJ? <laughs> no, Mark, Mark, DJ Mark from uh, the Ticket, and now on whatever. Whatever channel that is. I know you're right. You know. Well, um, man, that's worlds colliding. I can't imagine Tim and Cat like that's a weird that's a weird setup. Yeah. But yeah. um but it was he, fun. But when you posted the the shot of the um Interpol tune. Right. Um Slow Hands is what I posted. Did they do okay? I mean it seemed They uh, were they were extremely sloppy at the Grand Prairie show. They were not quite as sloppy in Austin, but they still did not sound good. Did they lose their mojo when they lost the bass player with the holster? Yeah. The gun. They haven't gun been gun. the same since Carlos D got kicked out or left, depending on who you ask. Yeah. Um, the video, it really seemed like they weren't really interested. No. Because I was kind of where I was like, man, is Interpol going to just murder this before Morrissey comes on? But it... We, the Morrissey shot she put up after the Interpol thing, he killed it yes. compared to them. Well, and sound-wise, and you can attest to this, Craig, sound-wise, Interpol... I mean, obviously, they're they're not going to give the opening band as much volume that's a trick. In, the, in the PA as, yeah, as the sure. headliner. They get the tape on the board, <clears throat> like the opening band. Right, out. yeah. So, obviously, it wasn't going to be as loud, but it also, you know, I don't know if they... I mean, they had to have had different sound guys. Like, each band has their own sound guy because... Oh, for sure. Interpol was super muddy. I mean, not only were they sloppy, it was super muddy, but everything with Morrissey was crystal clear. Every instrument was pristine and separate, and his voice was way out front and perfect. Mm-hmm. Don't you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he's just munching on organic grass all day, so he really, he he's so focused and clear-minded. Right. Like, think about his entire crew is just, they got to be the healthiest they've ever been during a Morrissey tour. How did he look? Did he look okay? Well, he's he's not dyeing his hair anymore, so he's very, he's more uh, salt than pepper. Well, Tim mentioned, and you know, Tim is uh, will be a guy that will be against everything. Mm-hmm. But he was like, he said it was one of the best shows he's ever seen. He thought that Morrissey, and you know, and both of us kind of have the same thing. We hate when singers go off script too much. But Morrissey has a way of, uh, when he adds his extra stuff, because even when he's recording it, it's always extra stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he is, his, his little things. Yeah. yeah. But he said it fits so well. And he has developed into... It's not like he's a lounge singer, but he almost... He's like a relevant lounge singer. Does that make sense? He's like, Yeah, he's a rock and roll lounge singer. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I think we all said that last night, that he wants to be kind of like the lounge. Singer. I think he's always wanted to be that, right? Does that seem like? Yep. And that might get into something that I'm going to play later on, but um, because both of these guys have developed into this person of the group I'm going to play later okay. on. But um, he had. It, it's hard to get to the age he is and still be, and especially with all of his opinions that everyone hates these days, mm. But you gotta just whatever. It's, Morrissey's been insane since day one. Right. Like you gotta let that go. Even before he was in a band, <laughs> he was famous for writing stupid opinions. Yeah, and that's his thing. I mean, what we want it to stop now? No, he has to be insane constantly. Yeah. So but he it's he's, cool. he is definitely showing his age because he's he's gone almost totally gray, and then. You know, in the uh, the encore when he strips off his shirt, he's he's got the the total dad bod and yeah. uh, and his low rise jeans showed a good amount of crack. That's oh, good. Yeah. There yeah. was there was a lot of butt crack on yeah. the on the the pirouette at the very end. <laughs> yeah, Tim uh, that, didn't realize he was like he took his shirt off at the end, bro. And I'm like, no, that's a that's a thing. He always takes his shirt off, and he's like, oh, I didn't I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, this was, was like, this was no, Tim's, it's a deal. This was Tim's first Morrissey show. Yeah, so usually people would rip his shirt off. Yeah. When they but I yeah, don't think the, that nobody gets on the stage anymore. For security reasons, I don't think that they let that happen. I mean, they could kill him. Yeah. So uh, he used to be able to just fight it off and it was part of the show. Yeah. Right? Right. Well, uh, now he has to take his shirt off himself. Whereas like when Dave Gahan does it, you're like, Oh, well he sort of looks the same. Right. I mean, he still looks better than probably the three of us with our shirts off. Sure, he definitely looks better than I would. Yeah. But um, he, uh, it's a brave move, and um, I'm glad he still does it. He just doesn't care. You he know? doesn't care. He doesn't care. Um, and so the, uh. I, I, I agree uh, with Tim that it was a, a tremendous show. Both nights were great. The, the set lists were very similar. Uh, from Dallas to Austin. It's hard to change it up while you have a thing going. Right. Um, you know, it wasn't my favorite because uh, he only played uh, How Soon Is Now in Dallas as far as Smith songs. And he played How Soon Is Now and That Joke Isn't Funny Anymore in Austin. Do you want to play that now yeah, or yeah. save it? Yeah, no, play it now because I, I, I took a little bit. Uh, I didn't record the whole song because I wanted to be in the moment with my friends. I gotta tell you, the phones these days... The sound quality is pretty great. sound quality is pretty good, Dave. You gotta feel good about yeah, that. Yeah, but uh, th I mean, this will just give you an indication as to uh, how great he sounded and how great the band sounded. I mean, it you know, it's not Johnny Marr, but it's, it's uh, you know, maybe as close as you can get. I gotta say, when you played this clip for me, or... I think even when I watched it uh, last night, but when you played it for me a second ago again, the guitar player really nails that reverse uh, yeah. guitar thing. You know how that's uh -huh. that when it comes in with that it kind weird of flanges. Thing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, you want me to jam yeah. it right? Let's, this let's second? jam it. Let's do it. It goes just like this on our radio station. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm telling you, chills when he played this. You know, we've talked about this a bunch. When people don't get Morrissey, and they've talked about it a bunch on the ticket lately, you know, when the show was coming up, uh-huh. you know, the concert calendar and all that. And half the people love him, and half the people are like, I can't believe people can even listen to this guy. Right. Do you hear that guy's voice? It's so annoying. Yeah. But I'm like, what? What did you listen to in high school? Like, what? All those words right there are everything every kid is thinking about in high school. Yeah. Is, I'm so glad we lived through that moment in time that that was our soundtrack to our lives. Yeah, so the, the, he played a bonus Smith song in Austin, so that made the trip totally worthwhile to me. Uh-huh. Um, you know, as far as like classic, uh, you know, early Moz tunes, uh, you know, Suede Head and Hairdresser on Fire were uh, in both sets. And the, he played a good amount off of the new covers record. Did he start with the um, Pretenders Jam? Uh, no, but he did play the Back on the Chain Gang yeah, yeah. in both nights. And, you know, I mean, there was a, a, a lot of the stuff was latter day stuff that is not uh, necessarily what I would pick for the set list. He, you know, he tends to be self indulgent when he's writing a set list. He, yeah. he plays the songs that he wants people to hear. Did he do that? Not uh, that people want to hear. Beneath the Waterline. You know, the off the year, the, the quarry one? No. He didn't do that? Man, mm-hmm. I love that one. The one that, uh, the one that I liked, may, it might have been my favorite song both nights was, um, oh God, what did I say it was? Um, oh, you got to find out for yourself. Oh, okay. Off of uh, Vauxhall and I. You know, I didn't really remember that song that much from back in the day, but it's a tremendous song. Maybe I'll play that on the After Dark. Yeah, play it on the After Dark. I'm going to play that on the After Dark. Uh, But anyway. We're looking for content. Wonderful time. And, uh, man, I don't know know any other impressions from the show that that you feel like need to be said. I mean, was it basically like the New Orleans thing? I think it was a little better. I mean, New Orleans, really? for whatever reason, I felt like he was like really depressed in New Orleans. And just really <laughs> so over the top. Just wanted to be mean. But, but he did play some older tunes. He played some older tunes, like once or, you know, but but this one, he... He seemed very appreciative of the crowd right. in, in Dallas and in Austin. He just, he seemed like he was having a good time. And did he? everybody um, was really into it. Did he mention any of the what he's been getting a hard time about? No, not no, not directly. He I didn't mean, he even bring any of that up. No, like, no. Yeah. I mean, he he made some quips and some asides, but it was all very you know uh, nebulous Morrissey yeah. banter. Okay, yeah. good. Um, he had he had a few funny lines, you know. Yeah, he would always drop like two quick drops in between songs that uh-huh. just confused everybody, and then he would play yeah. the next song out. <laughs> just play <laughs> the thing something. He, yeah. Okay, he. good. Like he, when he was introducing uh, one of the cover songs, because his his new album uh, California Sun, mm-hmm. it's all um, like '60s uh, American songwriter songs. 60s, 70s, maybe 80s. Mm-hmm. They're all American uh, by American songwriters, but they're songs that he loved when he was growing up. And so it's like his his take, his spin on it. And so he was introducing one of them, and uh, you know he was like, you know, this is a song 
that you know was out before any of you were even born, right? And before any of your parents were even bored. <laughs> God, born, so Morrissey. Born or bored. I you saw know, uh, you know, Johnny Mar. Johnny Mar put up a picture backstage uh, two days ago with him and Chrissy Hind. So I'm like, man, the Smiths must have been really. They thought they were pretty cool. Pretty cool. Didn't and they he, are pretty he, cool. Didn't he play on a Pretenders record, Johnny Moore? I think he did in the late '80s after yeah, the Smiths. Yeah, that would make sense. But Morrissey did deliver with the video in the background. You know, so he always know, has. He always has. He always something, something disturbing. Uh huh. Yeah. The uh, the bullfighter. Yeah, so he's replaced Mita's murder in the set because Mita's murder. He would always have the video of baby chicks on a conveyor belt going into a, a shredder. Yeah. And, getting just <laughs> pelletized. And, uh, and and cows getting their, their throats slit and bleeding out. Sure. So this time. Yeah, so now he's, he's replaced uh, Mita's murder in the set with The Bullfighter Dies, which I think was off of uh, Ringleader, The Tormentors, maybe. Right. Um, but it's all... Uh, it's, it's intercut. It's all bullfighter footage from spain of like bulls getting massacred Mm -hmm. and then during the quarter chorus when it's like hooray hooray the bullfighter (laughs) dies and it's all revenge porn of bulls like goring (laughs) just matadors (laughs) mashing a matador into the ground and isn't that what everyone wants to see right where five seconds before the the bull's throat is being cut and bleeding out and the knife through the thing and yeah so so at least he delivered on that yeah okay i think spain uh the government uh banned bullfighting or like like, you know the killing of the bull i think they still do the ceremonial you know like the olay stuff but they don't actually stab them and yeah now you just have to tape it to him with like a little yeah it's post-it notes (laughs) it's like like with a Uh band-aid just like nerf and yeah (laughs) yeah suction cup nerf it's all done with nerf stuff God, that'd be awesome. Uh, that'd actually be a really good commercial for them to just do bullfighting with Nerf. All right, so that's enough Morrissey talk, but it was great fun, and that's the reason why we are here now and why Craig is with us. And Craig, now it's your turn. Hey, guys. So you said that you wanted to play uh, a new-ish song and then a kind of an old favorite, a guilty... Well, it's not really a guilty pleasure. It's just a pleasure. So we'll play the pleasure later, but right now we're going to play... Uh, a new-ish song that is, uh, I guess, in your rotation that you've you've been wearing out over the last year. This is in my rotation. I don't know. Uh, there's no. It's not theme based. I don't know why. You know, I just happen upon them. But how did you find this? So, what's the band's name? First of all, uh, it's a band called Half Noise, and it's a, like a single project. The dude, I forget his name, but he's the drummer from Paramore, which is a kid band. Okay, yeah. Which I, Zach Faro is his name. That's his name. I think he's like an engineer guy. Like he records people. Right, and so he broke away and kind of did his own thing. And so his EPs that he's come out with are just him. Yeah, he plays but, every instrument. But he does travel, and uh, when he plays live, he does bring a band and instruments. And but he doesn't like drum and sing. No, he doesn't drum and sing. He just I don't sings. know why that always throws me off, the drum But it's kind of... Um, I mean, Phil Collins can do it. It's kind of uh, very polished, very it pr- is. produced and, so you've and heard shiny. Of this. Yes, I've, I've, he played it for me. Oh, so I've, I've never heard, heard, heard of this in my life. Yep, and uh, this song just... 
whenever I come home from the bar and I'm sitting in my garage in my car and this song comes on. And you close the garage close door. The garage close the garage door and just. With the engine running. And the song just, never lasts long enough. <laughs> I go into the beer fridge and unfortunately there's beer there so yeah. I can't drink any of it and then I just. This is exciting for me, Craig, because you're sort of like I am, that we're stuck in our ways, uh, and you found something new. This, this is, is relatively new. Relatively new. It's within a year, to, so for me, that's new. Yeah, so okay. it, came, it came out in uh, 2018. This is off of the Flowers EP. It's Flowers with two S's. And he calls himself Half Noise. Half Noise. And uh, what's the name of the tune, Craig? All That Love Is. All that love is on HT. Close the garage door. Turn on the ignition. Press the button. Crank it up. Elle était assise devant moi sur son tabouret de paille. Toute la soirée, je l'ai Puis je l'ai à danser. Bras dessus, bras dessous.
the hot number. That is a hot jam, Craig. Thanks, I, guys. I was not expecting that. that you can no. stay. You're allowed to stay. I, you know I just want to leave. I know. <laughs> I know. We begged you to do this. He's here no. reluctantly. And so thank you. I have you. to stay. Yeah, and yeah, you, have you have to a stay whole... all the way to the end, and you need to keep drinking beer. Yeah, just and keep the drinking after your dark, it's going to be... The, the podcast is always like three hours, and I always hear it <laughs> takes five. It does take five. <laughs> and, and then Toby has to cut out two. I know. Yeah. I know. But now you're hearing how dumb we are. Well, you know how dumb we are all the time. Oh, yeah. You've seen so we were talking, in real life. We were talking during the tune, so uh, it r- reminded me, uh, reminded all of us of Phoenix. Phoenix, Tahiti uh, 80. Mm-hmm. Tahiti 80. Also, there was a, you know, in the maybe in the break a little bit, a little bit of uh, Tame Impala. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Tame Impala has had an influence on everything, haven't they? You can tell that the dude is a drummer because the drummers or the drums sound kick ass, and there's so many cool little fills and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I wouldn't have expected that from a, you know, but that's the whole thing. When you're in a band, people think all of your stuff is going to sound just like the band you were originally in, but that isn't. It's not always the case. Yeah, I'm not. So, a, so Paramore is with the the chick singer, right? Yeah, and to clarify. To all the listener out there, I am not a Paramore fan. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, I think that you were very upset when he left Paramore, and that's why you were like, I, w- I wonder, I wonder what he's doing now. Oh, did he leave Paramore? Yeah, I, okay. I wonder, I wonder what Zach is doing now that he's not in my favorite band, Paramore anymore. Paramore. Well, yeah, she t- looks good. I mean, Paramore always ends up in festivals like uh, you know how the how they do it on the posters where the names are big and they get smaller and smaller to where at the very end there's like some local band right bastards that have to play like at 11 in the morning Haley Williams is uh she's 30 now she still looks great yeah she looks she great really looks and great. Paramore their name keeps getting bigger and bigger on those posters yeah they, they creep, like they, they creep uh, up I don't know any of their songs but they seem no to idea. be doing really well uh so good for them I guess I don't even know if I like or don't like them but, but we do like half noise. We let's can, let's we make it about that. half noise and not about Paramore. That's right, half <laughs> well, noise. I mean, back. I know that secretly you wanted to play a Paramore song, but you decided <laughs> that you would be rejected. That's our little secret. That's our secret. <laughs> I'll tell you all my secrets. See you back. Yes. After dark. <laughs> all right. So you wanted to uh, slam right into your tune, Toby, from uh, from the half noise because. There's some common thread that you you stumbled upon. Well, not with half noise, but from y'all's. You, we we need to talk about the Paris trip, right? And part of the Paris trip is that you missed Brian Ferry. <sighs> That's right. And he was doing the Avalon jam, right? Wasn't that the thing of the majestic? He was gonna was he was he playing Avalon front to cover? I think he played it front to cover. Did he? Yeah, um, and I'm sure he played other tunes as well. But yeah, I, I, also... I, I sold my tickets at a loss. Yeah, I, I bought tickets before the Paris trip was booked, and 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 that's a hard move to um. You you got to let Brian Ferry go for a trip to Paris, right? And he would say the same. I think he lives in France. Yeah, he he would he would totally understand. Yeah, he but would now understand. I I okay I get I get what you're saying now because if there is like a kind of an OG alt lounge singer that uh, that maybe Morrissey 
would love to live up to, it's Brian Ferry. They all sort of worshipped him, right? Yeah. And this is with, uh, I mean, Brian Eno is in his band. Learned how to do all of his stuff. Have you ever looked at old videos of early Roxy music? Uh-huh. Where it's basically Brian Eno in like a feather outfit, and he just has a tape machine that he keeps slowing up. And I mean, it's this is like 1972, and it's the weirdest... I mean, David Bowie probably got a ton. Of course he did. Yes. Eno worked with him. So it's like, you know, they all went, those early 70s days where people were like, man, Kiss was weird. They had makeup. They're like nothing compared to these guys. So I'll show you during, I'm going to play old Roxy music, and I'm going to play the their last one, the show you missed. Okay. Because I feel like you didn't get to see it, so let's play it. So that's your theme, is, is Roxy music. Yeah, it's a give up, but I like Roxy music, <laughs> no, so let's play it. No, it's not a give up. <laughs> it's we, perfect. We've, we've talked about that you needed to do either a Brian Ferry or an Eno or mm-hmm. a Roxy music book report. Yeah, so this is all Roxy music. That's perfect. And I love is, it. This is one of the first, and with y'all just seeing Morrissey, and like you said, Morrissey probably looked up to him a lot, and I have a... I have a a thread I didn't know about that I found out about. I have a Martha Quinn moment, and I'll talk about it after this. I can't wait, I can't wait. It's pretty good. Let's play him. On HTWOW. There's a new sensation. A fabulous creation. A danceable solution. To teenage revolution. Do the strand love. Thank you. 
Picture being in some weird English lounge club and that's going on, and you're like, God, this is creepy. I mean, think of how weird that was that long ago. The, the crazy sacks all over the place. I know. <laughs> and the guys in the band, you know, um, you know, Eno's in the band. And when you look at the picture inside the this album cover, he's kind of my spirit animal. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like I wake up every morning. A lot of feathers, and that stance is amazing. Man, he is. You want him to be the lead singer? Like God, I wish he was the lead. I go, I go out a lot, and I dress differently, (laughs) very differently than he does. So that was that was the uh, the debut record, the self titled Roxy Music, right? Is it? No, it's a. Is that for your pleasure? Yes, for your pleasure. So so that's the second one. So self titled was seventy two. That was the first one. All right. And the, the thing that always got me about Roxy Music Records when uh-huh. I was younger were the covers. Yeah. Because like uh, like Country Life has the two girls with, uh-huh. with like they're just their arms are over their boobs, but you <laughs> see side boob. <laughs> Which back then that was big. And then Siren has the the uh, the um, the mermaid on the cover. Well, you know this one, uh, the For Your Pleasure, of course, that's his girlfriend. That was Brian Ferry's girlfriend? Yeah, he's dating this model. And then he's the chauffeur on the back with the limo. Of course he of course. is. Of course he is. That dude. I'm that like, guy I'm, has been I've cool never, since I've never day heard, one. What is his deal? I've never heard Morrissey, uh, like a quote of him talking about Roxy Music or Brian Ferry, but it had to have been in his wheelhouse. Oh, for sure. It, it definitely was. He's, well, yeah, he said he has spoken... Yeah. About Brian Ferry. Well, they all uh, remember in Depeche Mode 101 backstage before they go on for the uh, big LA show. Mm-hmm. There, it's all Roxy music in the background. Uh, of course. Because I remember thinking, like, what is this song that they all seem to love so much? Like, I don't know this. It's all Roxy music. That's what I do right before the International Fashioner Expo. Yeah. I it's, it's nothing but Roxy music. Before you go out and give your speech. Oh man, just man, just put my badge on, <laughs> just go cog it up. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
<laughs> yeah, just like Dave again, nothing but speedos on. And you're just kind of like, hey. that's it. It's, uh, I like to dance around almost naked in the dressing room. It's a weird trade show. And then he puts clothes on, and Martin Gore seems to just keep. He didn't put his clothes on. Uh-huh. He goes walks right out there. He had to be comfortable. Yeah, Dave, I felt bad um, when you were bullied into coming to the Paris trip that you were going to miss the show because I I wanted to see it and I knew you already had tickets and I really felt bad. Yeah, but uh, I made the right choice and we should get into the Paris Like thing. I said, uh, Brian Ferry would have given you a pass on that. Like, yes, yeah. if it's um, your kind of... Um, I mean, it, it was your bachelor party even though it was planned... It was planned before. before. It was planned before. No, it, it. I was already engaged, but it was planned separate from. They any, were doing any, a trip. Yeah, and they were doing a trip, and then it. talked me into going. And it was sold to my fiance as my bachelor trip. It, which it's your, a good it, move. It, it was your bachelor party, but you were the last one invited. That's true. That's yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we we teased this last month. <laughs> This was uh, myself and Craig and our friend Manny and our friend Dale. The four of us, uh, Manny traveled from New York City and then uh, the, the other three of us traveled from Dallas and we all met in Paris and uh, it was a long weekend. So we get there. We, so you we two flew- were on the same flight? Yeah, we had three okay. of us were on the, on the same flight. Okay, yeah, yeah. And we flew uh, Wednesday night, overnight, mm-hmm. got there Thursday morning, local time, and then uh, partied all weekend, and then flew home the following Monday. Yeah, main purpose, the Cure, Johnny Marr opening up. Right, and the, the Cure show was on Friday night? Friday night, yeah, Friday night. So we had a free day Thursday, and then the show on Friday, and then uh, a free day Saturday, and then the PSG game on Sunday. Boy, when uh, when we finally worked the FaceTime out. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Y'all's faces were not perfect for FaceTime at that moment. So the uh, never have had been. <laughs> Those were words. <laughs> It was really interesting. I was like, why am I having such a hard time talking to these guys? We didn't have a lot of sleep, Toby. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was the jet lag and all the vodka. Yeah. So, uh, of course, our friend Manny always has travel issues. And so he was supposed to meet us. I did not hear about this. He was supposed to meet us for uh, lunch on Thursday when we got there. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, we had, uh, what was it, Le Coq? It's Le Coq Rico. It's the best rotisserie chicken yeah. in Paris. Yes. So How did in, you know about this? It's in Montmartre. There's a New York location as well. I think it's two different owners, but it's it's absolutely delicious. And cool. like, like they have, you know, the, the, uh, the chickens are like raised by hand and <laughs> given massages every day. And then they are hand plucked. And brined for, but there's forty-eight days. But they're smiling. Then, they're smiling and laughing. As yeah. they're being, yeah. and then they, they can't wait to be eaten. Yes. And Morrissey would not like this. <laughs> no. And then they, uh, they, yeah, they cook them on the rotisserie, and then they, it's awesome because they bring it to, they bring you the whole bird, and you know, kind of like they're bringing you a bottle of wine. They bring you the whole bird. Yeah, they want like, to introduce you first. Yeah, that's you're right. like, yeah, that's looks, right. looks good. That's they take right. it back, and then they 
cut it up for you and then they bring it back to you. Um, it was fantastic, but Manny was supposed to meet us there and he experienced delays and delays. We thought it was that he got drunk and passed out and missed his flight. That's what I'm saying, but this was not his doing. This was not his doing. This was a legitimate delay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, passport issues, check. Yeah. Everything was it, good. It was not his fault. For, the first for once, it was not yeah, his yeah. fault. And it was not because he's Manny did this time. It, 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 it was legitimate. Okay. And so we finally, uh, we, we end up, we all get to the hotel uh-huh. And Craig was the uh, he was the the driver of this whole excursion. Oh, and Craig's in charge. Yeah, you know, he was There's the no he was the planner. That. I mean, Manny got the assist on some things, but for the most part, Craig drove the bus. Mm-hmm. And Craig made the hotel reservations, and so when he confirmed the hotel reservations, the hotel asked him. Is there any special occasion for this trip, right? They wanted to just make our arrival as we would want it to be. So they said, what time are you arriving? Are we are we celebrating anything in particular? And, so um, nice. So I just, yeah, we'll get there about 3 o'clock or 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, whenever it was. And um, yes, there's a group of friends and we're all coming in to celebrate the marriage. <laughs> The, the future wedding of our very good friend Dave. <laughs> so they're excited. They're yes. very excited. And they were like, gotcha. I mean, dude, yes. Paris so, is built on this, right. right? It's the city of romance, yeah. right? So uh, Craig and Manny share a room and myself and Dale share a room. And we mm-hmm. get up to our floor where our rooms are, are side by side. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we come up to the room that is Dale and mine. Mm-hmm. And this is what we see. They were very specific. <laughs> they were very specific with with which room is for Mister and Mrs. Okay, Dave Lane. so what is it? What? So it's a it, the the door is wrapped like a package. <laughs> With green ribbon and a green bow it's the biggest, right in the middle. It's God. the biggest ribbon I've ever seen. You and it's, Dale, do and not it stayed take on. This. And it stayed on the entire length of our visit. Yeah, yeah. don't take that off. They didn't take it down. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll post that on. Were the, there I'll like post that rose on petals old, on the bed? No, there weren't rose petals on the bed. But champagne. The, you know, so the the room. It's a very small Parisian hotel room. Of course. Two twin beds. That are pushed together, yeah, they and are. so we kept pushing them apart. And then every time they would make up the room, they'd push them back together. Yeah, because they were like, "You guys are not." They're, they're doing like, it. "You guys are well, on your honeymoon." But and they, they just assumed that the beds parted naturally, you know, because yeah. of last night's festivities. The, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That we had a fucking bed and a cuddling <laughs> bed, <laughs> clean bed, dirty bed. <laughs> so that Did was. Did y'all fun. make out at all? No, we didn't make out. Yeah, you did you did. guys switch? <laughs> God, that's so insane, but I love it. How yeah. nice of so, it. So yeah, we had we had a we had a joke that uh, that Manny and Craig would be in their room, <laughs> hearing Dale's head being smashed <laughs> against the headboard, and then it gets quiet for a second, and then switch, <laughs> like tagging out. That was so loud. Yeah. Oh man, that so that was is fun. Awesome. Um, uh, one interesting uh, note about Paris uh-huh. is, and, and I know that you've experienced this. It, it, Craig is very well traveled, sure, and he's been all over Europe. And, Cogs, and evidently, uh, this is uh, not exclusive to Paris. Uh, it's 
widespread throughout Europe that they don't know what a vodka soda is. Yeah. Oh, that is, man. And oh and it, because that is Craig's drink of choice, that's a problem. And so we had, uh, you know, every corner in Paris, there's a bistro. Sure. There's not very many bars. We, we did find a few pubs and bars that we liked. But for the most part, everything is a bistro with the sidewalk tables, you mm -hmm. know? And no one works in Paris. Everyone just uh, reads the paper, has coffee, and sits at a bistro or, or lays in the grass in a park all day. Yeah, it's like Brooklyn, but not as annoying. Right. Uh, but yeah, prettier people. Yeah. <laughs> so we we exactly. found this uh, we found this uh, bistro around the corner from our hotel, and every time that they would order a, a vodka soda. They would they would order a vodka with a side of ice and a side of sparkling water. I've done this. I've so, been through all of this. Yeah. So and and and, and a side of green lemons. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Did you have problem getting lime? No, but they're not called limes. There's either green lemons or green yellow lemons, lemons or yellow lemons. Okay. Yeah. We in uh, England. Of course, they look at you when you say limes like they have their we can't this that's the that's most That's a tropical fruit. They, like, we don't grow there those is here. No way. I'm like, yeah. "Well, you have lemon like lemons and limes. Like what's the difference?" That's why I usually bail on the fruit like overseas just to make it easier. So But you got to have the lime. Well, I know, but it's just simplicity. Yeah, so, so, Toby, you know. It's so a, it's a, so it's a glass. I, mean, I, I powered through. So yeah, it's I a know. glass with a with a shot of vodka at the bottom, and then another glass with like four cubes of ice and a little sure. spoon to spoon the ice into your glass, and then a carafe of sparkling water. Yes. And then a dish of green lemons. Mm -hmm. So and then, so it's a DIY project. It's the most drink. simple drink of all time, but they look at you like you have lost your mind. And so we all drink vodka sodas. Mm -hmm. And so when we sit down and there's four dudes ordering four vodka sodas, a big tray comes out with 48 <laughs> glasses. Yeah, the dishwasher hated us. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Good grief. Um and then we would just order another round, and they just... Have you, have you ever heard the skinny bitch thing? I found out in Louisiana, when you order that, a few people would always go, you skinny bitch. And they would say that to me. And oh, that's the, the name bar, of a vodka and I would be soda? Like, what does that mean? And they were like, no, when you uh, order a vodka soda, that we call that a skinny bitch. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Because only skinny girls drink... Vodka sodas because it has basically zero calories that's, that's in the, the thing. That's the whole idea, and that's what they do. And I was like, I didn't realize that that was actually a a thing. Well, you are a skinny bitch. I yeah. wish I was. Yeah. We ended up spending at least uh, two thousand euro at this bistro over the course of the weekend. They loved us. They loved us and they hated us. They they threw me out for eating prosciutto <laughs> from an outside source. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You got uh, you got bottle water shamed. Uh-huh. And you got uh like package store like Yeah. So we we were meat shamed. We were about to go somewhere and uh, you know, I was extremely dehydrated. So I I there was a market around the corner and I went and got a couple of giant uh bottles of Evian. Mm -hmm. But the, the bottles of Evian weren't enough for the credit card minimum, so I needed to buy something else. So I was just looking around and I just grabbed a package of prosciutto. <laughs> nope. 
And so I have this. Anybody else gets a Snickers, Dave gets prosciutto. Dave gets a package of ham. Yeah. And then so I bring it back and they're finishing their drinks. And so I sit down and I'm uh, pounding my Evian and eating my package of prosciutto. Mm -hmm. And then the, the waitress and the manager both come out and they're like you you can't have that water so i put very, the water away. very politely said you i'm sorry you can't have that bottle of water because they are just so polite yeah, yeah right. they, they don't want to they don't want you to bring in something weird yeah. no it's fine it's fine but they ended up forgiving us for my transgressions <laughs> and at the at the end like the last night we were there we ended up talking a long time with the manager and the manager he was a little bit older than us. He was like early 50s, but he lived in San Diego in like the late 80s. And he was a huge NBA fan. And so we were just talking NBA for like 30 minutes with this guy. Right. It was incredible. The guy was, he, he was the most random. That's pretty weird. Yeah. Uh, he had so many stories. He was he was a great guy. He sure. reminded me of Brian Ferry, as a matter of fact. He did. And he was just a very sweet, very Parisian, but also somewhat American dude. Yeah. So did you ever run into any, um, you know, a-hole moments? Like, the, the, like no, not this at guy all. sucks. Or, no. You know not what I mean? Time. Everyone hears all this crap, like, oh man. Not one time. I went to Paris and they were totally, you know. So y'all just had good times the entire time. Good times the entire time. The entire time was perfect. Yes. Man, that. Good for you guys. Yeah, and there's plenty more to talk about. We'll definitely talk about the Cure Show and we'll definitely talk about the PSG game and, uh,. Uh, we can talk about uh, the catacombs. <laughs> we but haven't played a song in a bit. Yeah, so let's play my next, uh, my final jam, as uh, I am only playing two this time. It feels weird. Uh, it does feel weird, uh, but I'm very excited about this one. Uh, are you familiar with the band Dive? Yes. Is that with the D-I-I? Yes, D-I-I-V. Yes. As it's stylized. So uh, they had to change it because it turns out there's like a... Uh, a Norwegian death metal band called Dive, right? And so they had to change their name. But they the Dive are from uh, Brooklyn, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so their first record, uh, Ocean, came out in 2012, and then uh, their last record, uh, Is the Is R, <laughs> came out in 2016. <laughs> And both of them were great. I liked Ocean better than the second one. Um, but the, the lead singer, Zachary Cole Smith, after that second record came out, went into rehab. Like, he had a serious heroin problem. <laughs> and uh, he was, uh, his girlfriend at the time, I don't think they're still together, was uh, Sky Ferreira or Fiera. She was like kind of an indie singer on her, in her own right. Okay. And they, they were, you know, kind of like... Uh, you know, a, a smaller scale, modern day Kurt and Courtney. Oh, I was going to go you know. Sid and Nancy, but yeah. I got same shit. Yeah, you know, just a, 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 uh, a destructive relationship. And <laughs> they both were very into drugs and uh, really on a downward spiral. So anyway, he goes into rehab and he's now clean. And they are about to put out their third record called Deceiver. And it comes out October 4th. And um, 
you're always into the producer thing. Sure. Uh, so I don't know this name, but the producer on this record is uh, Sonny DePerry, who uh, his credits include My Bloody Valentine and Nine Inch Nails. Now, which, the, which My Bloody Valentine? Toby, That's weird. you should know this. No, he wasn't on the ones I know. I don't know. I mean, he doesn't have his own wiki, so I can't really tell you. He just walked in the room at some yeah, point. He, he, yeah, he, he set up mics one yeah. time yeah. for Kevin Shields. <laughs> and he's putting it on every resume <laughs> yeah. from here on uh, but anyway, I would too. But anyway, the important thing is the My Bloody Valentine thing. because mm-hmm. uh, So Dive has always kind of been uh, swirly, dreamy, guitar-y, kind of dream pop. Uh, but this new record, at least what I've heard so far is very much on the shoegaze tip, which will uh, make our, our commenter, Romeo, very much uh, How excited. How does he remember that? How does he remember that? Romeo242, I think was his name. He's a professional. He is going to be very excited by this song. I, I, I think this song is, is really kick-ass. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. It is uh, called Skin Game. Skin Game. And it is the lead single off of the brand new, yet to be released third album by Dive entitled Deceiver on HTWOW.
you can hear all the the bendy. Yeah, they're definitely doing a my bloody Valentine stuff in there. There is an influence, Dave. Yes. I don't know if you've ever heard of that word. Mm-hmm. Influence. In in influence influence. There's a my bloody Valentine influence. Influence. Yes. So uh, I very much am uh, anticipating the new dive record, and I'm. Uh, there's another single that they put out that I will play on the after dark. Um, Did you enjoy that? You're I, you're a dive fan. I am a, definitely a dive fan, and I love that. That is very good. And that's yeah. That's. I'm glad he's clean. I'm glad he's healthy, and. Uh, Look forward to seeing them. I've I've never seen them live. So. It seems and, and, that and Mario Twenty One will love the shoegazy aspect of. Yeah. It's not Mario Twenty One. Uh, Raphael, <laughs> what's his name? What's uh, Romeo or Romeo Two Four Two? Right, I was close. How do you remember? I was that, one dude? letter and one number off. Yeah, you were. Uh, before we get into uh, more Parisian stories, do you know what time it is? What time? Oh, it's beer time. It's- let me uh, let me open the the good friend package cooler. There's some oh, cold ones at, at the bottom. At the bottom. Oh my God, that was so this, loud. This, <laughs> this cooler sat in the trunk of my uh, my truck. Yeah, are you gonna say all how day great this all day is? yesterday? Yep. Overnight last night and all day today, and the ice is still frozen. Man. We are about to enjoy, courtesy of Good Friend Package, uh, a Pilsner. A nice, easy-drinking Pilsner. um, 5.4% alcohol, I believe. Do you want a slow clap for easy? (laughs) Thank you. Or would you rather have a good friend like, yeah! Well, let's see how it tastes. And then maybe this happens. Woo! Woo! This is from Six Point Brewery out of Brooklyn. Uh, maybe uh, maybe Dive has been to Six Point. I don't know. But I guess he's clean. Well, he so can't he probably, now. Yeah, he, he oh, does can't. that mean if you're getting clean from heroin, you can't drink? I mean, I guess you could. But uh, the danger is, is that you have a, a, a couple of Six Points and then you're like calling your heroin dealer. <laughs> Right? Uh, man, I would. I, I kind of want like people that get off of heroin to be able to drink a little. Yeah, I mean, they need something. Like you Give them something. something. That's where the skinny bitch comes in. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Right. All right, so we have... Uh, so... Every, everyone has a koozie. We got koozies. The, these are skinny cans for skinny bitches. But... Uh, oh, they are. Look at that. But this is uh, from Six Point Brewery. It's called The Crisp. Everybody dive in. It's very Brooklyn on the... Yeah, there's so much room in these koozies, too. Man. I think I shook them up a little bit when I was... Mine's um, right doing it. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm no. sorry. I'm sorry. Dave, Dave, look at this. No, you. I don't think you did. You definitely did. Ah, that's a foamy head. Um. I'm real sorry. I'm real sorry. Hey. Don't say prom. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I do have a towel. Does anyone need a towel? Why do you have a towel in here? That's, because that's, from sus- my, that's suspect. From my exercising, <laughs> um, my uh, shower didn't take. How does everyone enjoy the uh, it's good. 
the crisp after uh, having so much stout. It's good. I gotta say, I I think I like to have it outside of Coos. Is that okay? That's fine. It makes me feel like I'm having a Perrier. It like, is like a Perrier. Like, look at that can. Um, man. You know, Perrier's from France. <laughs> France. France. You could watch it on your sweater. Uh, so yes, more France stories. Um, oh, we do have we have a, a very special presentation that needs to happen right now. So, um, well, first, why don't you do yours, Craig? You have uh, something special to present as a a gesture as a guest of the pod. Craig has a very special gift to give to HTWOW, and more specifically, to give to you, Toby. Yeah, Take it away, Craig. With meaning behind the scarf. There's meaning behind the scarf, so um, I'm I'm happy that you guys invited me here to... (laughs) I I really wanted to be in the hallway, but unfortunately you drug me in here and slap headphones and a microphone in front of me. That's the way it is. Man. And because of that we're going to we're going to lose Mario 26 tonight. But what I brought a gift. Okay. So I I've been to so you have your wall of scarves. I'm going there now. Your EPL. I have the wall of scarves. And then I have our main. And so forth and so forth. And uh, we have represented uh, Chelsea, Everton, Houston Dynamo, FC Dallas, Dynamo uh, Man U, Man U, and now. And we have HD Well, and don't forget, don't forget HD Well, which has been at, as was uh, at Emirates last year. And you have Porto, which you haven't found a home for yet. Yeah, hold that up. Porto. We'll do that tonight as well. Oh man, that one looks so good. Yeah. Okay. So um, my very first Arsenal game. This is the scarf that I bought thinking it would bring with me luck, but the first game was a 1-1 draw against Middlesbrough. (laughs) The second game I went to, Uh which was really expensive, Uh was a 2-1 loss to Manchester United, your team. Sorry about that, Craig. But then finally the curse was broken. Yes! Last year, Arsenal at Emirates. Two, not, two nothing win, right? I think that's what it was. I won there. And so, therefore, I'm going to... You're retiring the victorious I'm, scarf. I'm, I'm retiring it with one win, Arsenal. One, one win, win that's, Manchester That's United. why we're hanging them equal. All right, so let me take off my headphones and I'm going to hang them. This is equal hanging. For all the Arsenal fans that would be angry if I hung it lower. <laughs> Look at that. God, Craig, I can't believe you're even giving this up. We've done it! That's the worst hanging job I've ever seen. I can't, I was... No, that looks good. You want to know the... Di- it's... It, it needs to... Like, the the hook needs to go in the middle. I'm fixing it! Well, do you want to know what's awesome about this, Dave? Is we finally moved across the closet. That's true. Now, uh, Porto will be on, that, on that side as well. That's better. better. It's better. It's better. It's not, um, it's not perfect, but it's better. It's still good. Um, look at that. See, equal Arsenal Mania fans. Equal. Now, uh, in addendum to this presentation... Are you about to do it? Should I stop and do start another video? I also have a presentation for you. As you see, you, you have uh, 
not on the pod, but uh, in in real life, IRL. Yes. You've commented on my beautiful PSG jersey that I got at the PSG game. It does look great. Uh, I purchased a PSG <gasps> scarf. So you can choose, you know, I mean, I guess it's backwards this way. So you gotta yeah. do it this way. The PSG, bro. Oh man, this is gonna be great. What? Okay, so, what do we do? I mean, you're gonna have to find a place for Porto and PSG. Man, Dave, that is I amazing. probably should have uh, used scissors because I kind of snagged. <laughs> it's where, okay. I kind of snagged it where the uh, the little it's all right. We're little excited. Clips were. We're excited. I'm real sorry. Man, that is so amazing. We actually are doing this with the wall. I didn't know that this was going to work out this well, but it actually this is happening. Has. Yes. All right. So uh, that brings us to the fact that we went to PSG. Scarves. Scarves. It was kind of a last second addition, but we realized that while we were there in Paris for the Cure Show, which we'll talk about uh, at the end of the pod. Sure. Uh, that PSG was at home. Mm -hmm. They were uh, playing Toulouse, correct? Toulouse. Uh, to, and Toulouse is a doormat, so guaranteed win. I mean, PSG basically wins the league every year because there's just not a lot of high-quality clubs in France, right? They have the, um, kind of like the Scottish League. There's the Celtic Rangers. They're the PSG. Right. The, it's right. like Ajax. And they had won like... And, and then everybody else. And we yeah. we looked it up. They'd won like five of the last seven titles yeah. or whatever. So they, they're they a dynasty, great. but... Is, um, Neymar's gone though, right? Neymar took off. No, he's there, but he didn't play. He wasn't healthy. No, but I mean in the last couple of I think he's Oh, is, is he, he gone not there gone? In the last yeah. week or so? I yeah. think by now he's gone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but we did get to see Mbappe. 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 Until he pulled his hamstring. So many Mbappe shirts. Uh, but yes. But so, they killed it that night. They crushed it. Yeah, it was four nothing. Four nothing. Four nothing. Yeah, that had to have been fun. It was well, it was scoreless at half, and then they just lit them up in the second half. How do they do the uh, beer liquor sales there? Is it done at halftime? No, it's not like it's not like English football. You can go buy a beer anytime you want. Okay, and so French. You can do anything you want, mm -hmm. anywhere you want, the entire time. You can smoke cigarette and love making. For those that want. for those that smoke cigarettes, Toby, yes, mm -hmm. you can. I've heard about it. Yeah. Yes. So. Uh, PSG's stadium is, uh, you know, it's in the St. Germain neighborhood, which is like south and west of proper downtown Paris. It was a bit of an adventure to get there. So you all walk or you... Or no, you, we, took, we took a car. You oobed. We oobed. And, and for the listeners who watched the Women's World Cup, there were many, many games played there during the Women's World Cup right. very recently. Yeah, I mean, it's a famous stadium. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I mean, I think the Colony, or not the Colony, uh, like McKinney or uh, Allen High School probably plays in a nicer stadium than PSG does. <laughs> I don't think that that's true, Dave. Well, I mean, it's it just, it's just very, it's, it's just a big concrete pile. 
Yeah, but it's got to be... How many people are in that? It's got to be... It's it's like 66,000, something like that. Okay, so a little smaller than Alan. Yeah, it wasn't that big, but it was a great atmosphere because (laughs) the, uh, the one end, the fan end, you know... Are y'all in the grown-up section? We were we were sitting uh, upper deck, like midfield. Okay. And you know th- these were like fifty-yard line seats. Like if if we were at a cowboy game, our seats would have been a thousand dollars a piece. Okay. Um, they were great seats. We got to see a great vantage point of everything. But to our right, in the end zone, was the uh, the PSG supporters section. What are they called? Do you remember? I don't remember. Because but they do the, um, you know, when they roll the, yeah, the they flag roll, up they roll the, like a, a picture of a guy from the, the team. Or yeah, the they roll the banner up and yeah, uh, before the game, that. and they have the flags, and they they are you know shooting confetti and Man, you know so great. I mean, uh, they win. Yeah, you, you have to admit, so- football, soccer, whatever you want to, it's they win. They, it, they, it, they win. So for your listeners who watch English soccer there's always like one little section and that's where the yelling and that's where the chance and that's, that's where, where the cray is yeah. okay so this psg experience can be only described this as, is like 10 sections so picture yeah picture a lambeau field mm-hmm. and not just one section 256 or 156 right picture the entire end zone 20 the way up like 20, from, from sideline to sideline lower bowl and upper bowl 24 in flags, unison. 24 flags waving, banners going up It was up the and most down. incredible thing I've ever seen in my sports life because... So awesome. I love that. You know, as, as American fans, it, it, now that we're, you know, exposed to EPL, mm-hmm. you know, we get to watch EPL every weekend, you know, we're always impressed, you know, with the... the the level of crowd participation in the songs and take the best EPL fan atmosphere mm-hmm. and multiply it by 10. And that's what the PSG experience was. There was not a second of silence from 20 minutes before the game began until 20 minutes after the game ended. Toby. So amazing. Dale cried. Did he cry? It was amazing. It was. I, I it, might it was. Cry. It was. It was so just stirring and bone chilling. Just so good. I love that. Yeah. That's so awesome. And PSG. I mean, I, you they know, I, I I bought the shirt. I am now a PSG fan. I'm a PSG fan. But they, they always look good. They play the beautiful game. Yeah, they I mean, do. The, the passing, the just precision, the way they just. It's Clinic, like why I'm a fan of Ajax. It's the way like, they clinically the tore apart the overmatched Toulouse. Toulouse team. I mean, it was crazy. It was so much fun. So during the game, we even, they, we are even, there just trays of cheese being no, passed around no and like wine? And, no, there's no cheese. There was hot dogs I feel like beer. that that's what should be going on. Yeah, that's the only bad thing. There was definitely there was hot dogs with ketchup on them, and you couldn't you couldn't ask them not to put ketchup on mm. it because they just did. They, well, they I, I did want to ask you this. Was there anyone in your group that even took French in high school? No. No. No, we knew no French. Not a word. And y'all just I'm, were fine the whole mer- time. Merci! Merci! That's as far as <laughs> yeah, it that's went. as far as it goes. Yeah. We were we were the ugly Americans, but we got away with it. Well, it seemed if everyone was so nice to you guys, y'all must have been. Nice yeah, so as well. it was it was a uh, fantastic experience, and uh, I'm I'm glad that 
we got to add PSG to the scarf wall. Man, I th- I am super jacked about that. And and you so this brings us to the FaceTime thing. So we finally got to FaceTime with you during the PSG but y'all game. Y'all call me a few times and you know there's the uh you know there's the time difference. So y'all call me pretty early a couple of times and I even looked at it and was like, "No." Nah. Not right now. I'm going to give him a little bit. Manny likes to FaceTime. Yeah, he does. I and then... Um, I don't care about FaceTiming. We, yeah. Yeah, we need to all, like, like, okay, together, let's talk about this later without yeah. him knowing and make him stop happening. Yeah. So we... Uh, so I finally was like, okay, I'm ready emotionally to do this uh, FaceTime thing. And man, so we went, what, two times? Yeah. One time at a bar uh-huh. and then one time at the game. And I have to say... <laughs> You guys look tired. Yeah. <laughs> you guys look pretty tired. That was that was the very last thing that we did and we were spent, but man. We I mean it, it was <laughs> we knew that Manny was going to want to leave at halftime. Uh-huh. And so we we were very clear with him. We are not leaving until no the game no is way. over. Yeah. So don't even ask. Well, um um, so how did the last night go? Did y'all, uh... Like- well, a- after the game, we we walked for a bit to try and get away from the crowd so we could find an Uber. Okay. And then we Ubered back. You didn't just go to, like, a bar around there after No, because the there's not really anything around there. Okay. There's not a whole lot around there. We wanted to get back near our hotel. So we got back near our hotel. Uh-huh. And then they decided that they just wanted to go back to our bistro on the corner it's good to find a spot that's when we had the nba conversation with the fake (laughs) uh brian ferry oh that was after the game yeah that was after the game that's awesome so but i was hungry so is this at like at a hotel bar or at a no 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 no. it's the bistro it was like sidewalk bistro okay because you know how it is you know when you're in an awesome town and it's all this great stuff and everything's awesome but you really only like the small hotel no, bar. No, our, our hotel bar was terrible. <laughs> yeah, this hotel bar was different. I mean, uh, we loved loved the ribbon on the Dale. Yeah, I would not stay Dale at this, I would not stay at this hotel again. Okay. We loved the Dale and Dave marriage suite with the ribbon and all that. It was very cute. They very, were they very were sweet. Cute. They, they were very say nice. Congratulations yeah. when you left. But a vodka soda took fourteen minutes. You know. Okay. Yeah. No, I get this. No, we never. We we had one drink because we were given a complimentary drink. We had one drink at the hotel bar. Yeah, I, I totally. Get so, it. but they wanted to go to our our hometown. Your spot. Our 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 home base bar. Oh yeah, we found. A spot. But I but I was hungry, and so I I went on a food adventure. What'd you get? I ended up just getting a, a like a ham and cheese baguette. But. Y'all were mentioning before it we was were late. outside, just talking outside, uh, about crats. Yes, okay, so... Wh- so y'all had two meals, and they were both crats. No, we, oh. well, we had we had the le coq. We had a beautiful cock. Okay, so that was the only real meal. Well, we had that. We had another real meal uh, where... Uh, Pamela Popo? Or Popo yeah, I can't or? remember where... It, Everyone, we got like cod and veal and... So yes, proper meals. We had the... the Two. Lecoq. We had the that meal, you know, the veal and the chicken and the cod. Uh, we had <laughs> we had a falafel. 
We went to the falafel place. We went to the best falafel place. And then we went to the best crepe place. Okay, good. And for anyone who doesn't understand crepe, crepe if, if you think of IHOP, when you think crepes, if you think of like cream cheese and blueberries, okay, then you're totally wrong. I mean, they do have sweet crepes. Sure. But, well, usually, yeah. but usually it's like Nutella and mm -hmm. like bananas and like powdered sugar and stuff. But they also have the savory crepe. Mm. And that's what we did. Those and are the best. Kind ham and cheese uh, with like onion and lettuce and tomato all like toasted and then all melty and folded up and then handed to you in a little paper wrapper. Oh, that sounds amazing. It was the, the best. best. It was the best. The best, Jerry. The best. The best, Jerry. I'm so hungry right now. I know. I know. Well, let's go have some collagen crepes. We've been doing this pod for like I know. Four it's taking hours. forever. Okay. Uh, we'll get to the Cure Show coming up next. But right now, it is time for Craig's second tune, his not guilty pleasure, just straight up pleasure, that I think everyone... If you don't know this band, you should, but I think that if you listen to this pod, certainly you know this band. And I think this uh, album just had an anniversary, did it not? We've seen a lot of shows recently. We've seen The Cure, we've seen Johnny Marr, we saw Morrissey, we had Interpol. Like, while all this is going on, we didn't know, it didn't hit our radar, that this band actually played a concert. Yes, they have reunited and they have played several shows as of late in the UK. I don't know if they're going to end up coming over to the US, but my God, if they do, I will. I will go see them anywhere. I saw them uh, on this tour in LA. Did ya? And right. right. I forget which theater it was, but it was by the Capitol Records. Place. I think I only saw them one time, and I saw them at uh, Austin City Limits, like the ACL Festival and they had a terrible time slot like five in the afternoon so it was okay. like broad daylight and mm -hmm. they were you know melting man they're on one the of the they're one of those bands that at the end they all switch gear yeah they, they all can play like whatever. the singer goes to the yeah, drums yeah and they, they, they rotate just kind of it's like point set rotate like that's a it's a cool move at the end because it sounds exactly the same for some reason when they all switch it's the same band i just love them because they're kind of like a hidden secret they're like the most underrated band I know ever they are but they're successful right yeah i know i guess i guess they are we need more dose. yes i i don't know if they are going to make new music but the music that they've made will live forever at least in my life in and, your, and in your heart in my heart and so yeah, what did, what exactly did you right. pick because there's so many choices, but what did you choose? Uh, as I pulled into my garage every, <laughs> every evening, uh -huh. I have Sulphur Man playing. So here is Craig's selection number two for HTWOW, The Sulphur Man by Doves.
So that last note 
is when the carbon monoxide finally takes over that's, and you slump onto the steering wheel. That's when Man. the garage door finally closes yeah. and it just it locks. Mm-hmm. And we're giving our speeches at the funeral like, uh-huh. he lived a clean life. And my left hand drops the keys onto the garage floor and that is that. If you can say one thing about Craig, he was tidy. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> The cleanest suicide ever. <laughs> that son of a bitch is tidy as hell. He wore a diaper so he wouldn't soil himself. <laughs> he buried himself. That's weird. <laughs> so weird. It's totally weird. Uh, man, that's good. I that's good. I haven't thought about the. See, I'm always. Uh, I always keep saying the doves. Don't you add a the? I want to add a the. They're just doves. Seems just weird doves. though. Lowercase too. Just doves. I hope you I hope you play another Dove song on the After Dark. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. All right. Before we get to your last uh, Roxy music tune, we do need to talk about the Cure show. Yeah. Because that was the whole reason for the Paris trip. And that's when you guys are still feeling good. Like you just yeah, got that, there. Yeah. That was that we were peaking. Y'all are alert. You're just tanked. So, one thing that we didn't know before we got to the Rockin' Scene Festival, mm -hmm. which again, much like the PSG game, was way the fuck away from downtown Paris. Well, you kind of have to, right? Yeah. We had to take a, another long Uber drive where everyone was talking about buttholes and making my Uber star rating go down. But we weird. Y'all mentioned that before, and I... I don't know if I want to. But it, we were in a Mercedes, Dave. I yeah, mean, if you're going to go to a festival... Yeah, man, that's the thing. Like, in... in College Station or Austin or Dallas and you order an Uber, you know, you're going to get picked up in like a Kia Forte. Sure. But in Paris, <laughs> when you order an Uber, you get picked up in a Mercedes like 500 class. Like a sweet ass Alpha? And you're like, yeah. No, it, it, they were all black cars. Okay. They, it, either BMW or Mercedes. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, you would have been... It's exactly it's exactly what Toby would expect okay. to be picked up in. Toby, I'm, I'm glad when life's great. Toby, yeah. So we take <laughs> we take a Mercedes to the festival, and uh, we walk in. Like getting there was easy. Leaving was impossible. I'm sure. Yeah. But getting there was easy. So we get there. I mean, of course, Manny just wants to sit at the bar and drink as long as possible and wait till the last possible second to leave. And before the cure starts. No, before Johnny Marr starts. So, like I'm saying, is he on the same no, stage? No, he's on a side stage. Okay. And That's so, weird, but still massive. And so, you know, I mean, right? I, I'm Festival Dave, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been insane. I've been to many festivals. I understand the drill. I know that it takes a long time to get into the festival. There's yeah. security that you got to get a lay of the land. You don't know. Like, oh, you're not talking about the bar in the festival. No, I'm talking about the bar by our fucking hotel. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought you were saying y'all are in the festival. No, oh, no. And Manny's just y'all are at the bar. No, at the he is waiting till the last second for us to call an Uber to go to the goddamn right. festival. All right, that is a. Uh, That's the whole reason why we went on this trip. We haven't gotten there yet. All right, Manny knows this. That's a rookie move. We haven't even left for the festival yet. Which, that, by it, the way, I've never been to a festival, so yeah, I don't so, know what's. So, like I said, so I know you're cool with everything. I know, and it, you've seen the Cure and Johnny Marr probably, so you don't. Yeah, I'm I'm okay. I I know that there's going to be traffic. I know that it's going to take a minute to walk to the gate. I know that we're going to have to go through security. I know oh, this is hours of crap. I know that we don't know where the stage is that Johnny Marr is going to be in relation to the gate where we <laughs> enter. I don't know if we're going to have to walk all the way across. That's why it's always so good to have him around for these yeah. things because yeah. no one else cares i'm pointing in my watch like dudes we gotta go we gotta go dave must find out everything immediately now it's so perfect to have but it is so good and everybody else is like well it's called rock and sin so it's it's on the sin somewhere brain says yeah we're just like well we'll just walk up and down the sin until we find it (laughs) yeah and and i'm like i'm mapping it i'm like dude it's a 35 minute drive without traffic so we get there and oh, we, we and we get in uh-huh. and it, it actually timed out perfect because we got through security we got through the gate and the stage that Johnny was going to be on was right there and he hadn't started yet we had like 20 minutes before How many stages? Uh, I think there were Three or four. Oh, four. so this is a massive. Yeah, it's a big festival. Okay. I mean, for me, it was a it's big like festival. Reading or yeah, something. Yeah. Right. So, uh, two things that we discovered. One is that we didn't do our research. <laughs> Turns out that this was a cashless festival, and that if you wanted to buy anything at the merch tent or any of the concession stands that you needed to have, if you had like the three-day wristband, you could link your credit card to your wristband, or you could have an app, and you could pay with the app. Like with Square. Right, but the only problem is that you had to have a credit card that was issued by an EU bank. Sure. So we couldn't link any of our our dirty American credit cards to this app. And so he had to bribe some friendly Parisian, pay them cash to buy us beers. We only had one beer the whole time we were there. We had one beer, we walked up. I said, I tried to explain to them what was happening. And he said, I, I, I understand what you're, what's happening. It's like, can I just give you like 20 euro to buy us a couple of beers? Sure. And, uh, and they were like, okay, sure. But we have no cash for change. And, and it was like ten dollars difference. Uh huh. And just keep it. Just thank you for really helping us out. Getting and yeah. ju- just got the biggest euro hug I've ever. So gotten. they didn't tell you this ahead. Like well, this wasn't- if we if we had uh, read through the FAQ on the website, if anyone had cared at all to well, that's do any- your job. Yeah, I know. Probably was my job. Yeah, you're supposed to do that, Dave, because they yeah. can't do this. Uh, so we we end up uh, finding a good spot for Johnny and Johnny Marr plays and plays a great set and and uh, everyone we were all uh, arm in arm and everyone had a tear in their oh, eye yeah. when he played uh, There Is a Light That Will Never Go Out. Uh, yeah, we all were just yeah so good. I mean, you know, we've talked about seeing Johnny 
live before. You know, I, I did the double dip, mm -hmm. much like I did the Morrissey double dip this time. I did the the Johnny double dip of Dallas and Austin. Was his uh, son with him? No. No. Okay. No, not this time. Because that's come up a yeah. lot on things. So the other thing that uh, we didn't know is that this was the first time that Craig had ever been to a festival. Never been to a festival. And his whole... Festivals like, are so awful. Unless... Toby, I disagree. So we, you know, <laughs> we, we roll in and we get a beer and we watch Johnny Marr and we are 20 yards from the stage. It was lovely. And we have plenty of room. There's, there's a big crowd on kind of we're on kind of a stage left there's a big crowd on stage right because that's like kind of where the other stages are so we're on kind of the 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 sparsely populated side and so we have a perfect vantage point no that's a good move and then you work your way right and so craig is like man festivals are easy this is ridiculous and then then we have to walk to the cure and so we walk like 20 minutes across this park <laughs> and then we run into a wall of people <laughs> i think there were now th we're at we the had reason many, why everyone's here right and boy this sucks now yeah we we had many debates on the size of the crowd it ended up that we determined there was somewhere uh, between 40 and 45,000. Yeah, but the range at the time was 80,000 to 400,000. <laughs> yeah, there, there are wild overestimations. Like, you guys were, like, way off. Yeah. So, like, if you've ever been to ACL, like, yeah. Zilker, Zilker is... But it's just, it's enormous. It's very, it's, it's very wide in every direction. Whereas this park, where Rock and Scene was, was kind of narrow. And there was like a, a very awkward passageway that had kind of fencing on either side. So it was like a tunnel that you had to go through to get from one area to the other. So like Coachella's has that wide area in the back of all of the shows where, you know, it's like show, show, tent, tent, tent. Right. So it's not like that. No, this was... Uh, this was very... It was kind of like a dumbbell. Like there was one area and then like a narrow passageway and then another area like where the main stage was okay so we get through there and then we arrive at the main stage and we push up as far as we can and sure. we're still like 200 yards from the stage y'all yeah. look comfortable though from the yeah stage. i mean okay. we we didn't want to push any further because we were already kind of getting separated like we we didn't get to stand together because of the crush of people okay but uh and and you know there was no going to the bathroom or getting a, a beer and coming back you know you, you would never find everyone again right <laughs> that sucks yes it, it was it was a ridiculous crush of people but the show was awesome it yeah. was it was the first time the videos in, look great it was the first time in what 20 years that the cure had been back to to france yep and it was the, it was their last uh it was the tail end of their you know festival tour or whatever right. it was the, they were done like robert smith was so happy like he was giddy yeah like just and and half a, or or a good two-thirds of the encore he put down the guitar and just had the microphone and walked out on the catwalk into the crowd. 
he never does he never that. does that but he he was dancing and you know interacting with the crowd and walking all the way out into the crowd all right i've never seen that move no it was awesome that's awesome it was so great i didn't realize they hadn't played there in 20 that's why would they what's what i don't know why it just it, it just hadn't come up he and, and he was like it i it's been so long i my french is terrible i realized that i forgot all my french yeah so the 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 show was incredible and then walking out the the thing that amazed us all was just the the absolute courtesy and orderliness of everything because <laughs> everyone's just cool that, that every every no one is in a rush to try and cut in front of anyone or get out the door before the person in front of them everyone is content to wait their turn yeah because it's not all about me I'm, I'm just here enjoying this experience with all of us there's no you know americans are so no self-centered you know what there's that but there's also you're at a cure concert right you know what i mean and i have been to how many concerts have we all been to but when you're at a depeche mode or a cure concert how everyone in the entire place yeah, is Yeah, it, like, it is about the clientele, yeah, but it's also about the everyone culture. Everyone is super nice. Yep. But I'm saying there's no jockeying for position. There's no, there's no trying to snake through the crowd and, and beat everyone to the exit. Everyone is just walking. Well, you just at, want to hear it. Everyone is walking at the same pace, and then there is not a stitch of trash on the ground. Nope. There are no bottles, no, uh, no cups, no napkins. Every piece of refuse is in the appropriate receptacle. Yeah, I'm telling you, um, that, it's unbelievable. Like, I'm, 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 it's listen, everything all at once. Listen, guys, I I don't know what this whole festival talk is, where it's like <laughs> like hot and it dirty. Sucks. Let's kick it down with, with a with, expo. With the, well, can I at least even tie in the one weird? Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. I want yeah, I want you to get to the the tenuous uh, connection. All right, so that he, you discovered. So here we are. Right. We're at Morrissey, lounge singing. Yes. Brian Ferry. Brian Ferry might even eclipse Morrissey a little bit on the lounge singer, but uh -huh. you know, like when David Bowie and everyone in the '80s, they started, they went from like you saw the album cover, they're all wearing feathers and glitter and all uh, this stuff, but then all of a sudden they started wearing jackets and no ties, like sport coats. But just they look like they sold Italian cars, like mm -hmm. super expensive, like they were all Ferrari dealers. Mm-hmm. It's the new romantic movie. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Before all of that even happened, Roxy Music is going through many players through all this time. At one time, in the middle of all this, and this is a big theme during the HTWOW stuff, the bass player for a little while is... Mick Karn? John Porter. Oh, John Porter! <laughs> Yes! So the Smiths are somehow involved. It makes total sense That's, now. I wow. found this out this morning. In Did he Rocks play on a record or was yeah. he just... Okay, which record is he? He didn't want to tour with them. He just played on a record for a while. Brian Ferry's first job... You know, they're all this art school stuff. Every time they do anything, you're like, well, they all met at art school. Mm -hmm. Brian Ferry's first job before he met everyone and why he, when he got fired from... He got fired from teaching ceramics. 
And I think an all-girls school because he kept trying to record songs with everyone because he thought it was cooler to record people than to make ceramics. So he gets fired. That was Brian Ferry's first job as a ceramic ceramics teacher. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, later on, um, when they are going through bass players and going through all of this dumb stuff, uh, John Porter for just a blip second, is in Roxy Music. That's incredible. Does that kind of tie it all together a little bit? Yeah, it does. It totally does, but he doesn't play on this song, does he? No, he does not. <laughs> He's good, but he ain't this good. Yeah. This is probably one of the best-sounding records of all time. Would you say Avalon is maybe... I mean, it is. Yep, it's... And, and this is... Um... And we're this, playing this, the hit. I know, we, yeah. we discussed it, yeah, so we're, we're just going to play. But this is there's three hits. We're playing the title track, right? And we've had this conversation, maybe not on the pod, but we've had we've had the conversation that uh, you know you told our friend Nolan mm-hmm. uh, many years ago that Cocteau Twins is an ultimate panty dropper when you have a uh, a young lady over at your house. There is no question; it does and, something and weird. You, and you want uh, things to progress. That if you put on the Cocteau Twins, that things will happen. No matter what. But this Roxy Music record, it is like it's the, the it's it's the Barry White of white music. It is, and the album cover looks like it could have been from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean. Avalon. <laughs> so, but yeah, do we're, you we're, hear it? we're doing the title track. Let's we're, do the title we're track. We're kicking it down for real. Because we could have played some weirder stuff, but we're all about the hits. Maybe we'll play another one on the After Dark. I can't believe we haven't played uh, any Roxy music before now, but now we're playing the ultimate. And we're paying the ultimate price. It's it's the ultimate guilty pleasure. Let's all just unbutton the top button. You know, take the tie down about halfway, unbutton, show, show the weird gold chain that you bought for no reason. You know what I mean. Yeah. Avalon, HD Wow. Stuff. Now the party's over I'm so tired Then I see you coming Out of nowhere much communication in emotion without conversation or a notion.
There's no holding Would you have me dancing Out in If I had seen that live, I might have, I might have completed. Man, isn't that the best? Like, isn't that the most professional thing we've played tonight? At, at the end of every Brian Ferry song, I, f- I just see him getting into a limousine. Yeah, <laughs> just driving off. Right. Awesome from the start. And all always, of his friends became super famous, yep. and he's just—it's all model. Well, who were the girls on the cover? Well, they were—they were dating Brian Ferry. Yeah. <laughs> Why else were they on the cover? How else would we have found them? He's the only one that knows these people. Does he have his own There's, line of colognes? Uh, he should. If he, if he and it would smell should, real musky, yeah. wouldn't it? It'd be like real. Smells like wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It does, man. What is so great about him is just his effortless cool. Yeah. Like he he always looks like he's he's had one and a half martinis. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. not tanked. No, he's not tanked, but he's had one and a half martinis. A long night, night that before. His, his always. Ha- his hair is a little tousled, yeah. but still like He's like the modern day Dean Martin, but way cooler. Right? right, and and he's always got the the two buttons open on and the and the untied bow tie. Mm-hmm. Like he just accidentally dropped a Ferrari into a lake, and he's like, "Oh, it sucks." But, he doesn't but, care because he's got five more in his garage. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, this isn't has that, been fun. Isn't that awesome? Didn't you have fun, Craig? I, I had fun. I can't believe we've never played Roxy music before. Well, I think we covered everything. I, I think we successfully told the full story of uh, Paris. And I thank you, Craig, because 
because because it because it was my bachelor party. Bachelor party. And because he is the cog king of the Southwest. He is the cog king. That he he got my ticket on miles because he travels so much. He was like, a lot of miles. Free trip to Paris for you. That's insane. It was fun. Yes. Craig, you. Are... It's not as nice as the Arsenal scarf, but it's close. Can you play the like yeah, the, put, the, put the, the, the one guy clapping? Yeah, put the smattering. Of oh, the, the smat. Yeah, the one guy. The one guy clapping. Yeah, here just, it goes. Just. That's, that was that's for Craig. That's it. That's, that's for Craig. Craig. That's good. Uh, success. Anyways, we had, we did had we a, do it? We did it. We See, did Craig, it. it's a lot more relaxed than you think. Yeah, and now we need to uh, party it out with <laughs> the the uh, OK Boy Band. Don't tell me you're not excited about I'm, this. Is, I've been waiting for this all night. Do you want me to just start it again from the top? Yes. Like, usually we go halfway. Yeah, no, yeah, usually we fade it up like midway, but let's just play but it dude, all. dude, this thing dropped yesterday. You want me to play the whole thing the, how again? How long is the whole thing? It's like just, three minutes. Yeah, just play it from the top. Just jam it, right? Just jam it. We all want to hear it. Okay. We all want to hear it. Man, I'm so glad you said that. Here it goes. Summertime lover. <laughs> Summertime love, be my summertime lover. Get up, get up, come on. You know I hold you tight. I got you by my side. Episode 27, September 2019. Thank you to Craig for joining us. Thanks, guys. Thank you to Josh Hoover for finding this song. And uh, thanks to Morrissey and Brian Ferry for being alive. Please tell a friend about HTL. Please become a patron. And please, if you are uh, a patron already, make sure you tune in to the After Dark because this party is going to continue. Oh, no. We have so many more great tunes to play. Just beginning, Craig. Summer's